and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because there's bullshit all over the place. And we're not getting paid for it. Damn you, B. Arthur. Damn you to hell. Part of this is follow-through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. It's so important I forgot to say it last week. I am your main host. I am known as Shujin Triple. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. It's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Let me go ahead and introduce you to folks who made it for tonight. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Yes, I'm remembering. I'm reminding myself. Good evening. So proud of you. Good evening. I know. It's, it's, it's such a low bar, and yet I consistently screwed it up for... I don't even want to think about that. That's 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 really that's really harsh. And <laughs> from the right hand side of the continent, unrenowned tech. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's morning. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's good, but it's okay. Yeah. Just before we uh, just before we got on, uh, uh, got things rolling over here. Uh, tech had just said I. Wish you could see my cat's eyes. I just shook, and as soon as he said shook, the first thing that went through my head was, oh my God, don't tell me that you picked up your cat, shook your cat, and now his eyes are all kinds of googly boogly. No, 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 no. I would never shake a cat. Dude, I would shake a human being, not a cat. Yeah. Cats are good people. Yeah. Cats are good people. They're honest. If they don't want you picking them up, they will let you know. Yeah, that's 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 pretty true. They're truly honest about their feelings, you know. Most animals unlike, are, uh, unlike people. Uh, yeah, that's that, there is that. So, huh? hi everybody. No, I I shook the kitty treat uh, jar, and their eyes went from being you know regular to just opening up to big pools of perfect darkness of. Yeah. I will consume them. Yeah, the little murder mittens going, I want, I want, I want, I want. Oh, no. No, they get real patient. They'll sit there and they just watch. And they wait. Because they know they'll get them. When I shake it, that's a promise. That's a guarantee. That is a trust that we have built over time that I cannot break. That's right. Because otherwise, what is otherwise laughingly referred to as murder mittens may get to be used. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I should never do that again. That hurt. So, hi, everybody. It's good to be back with you. So, for those of you that are wondering, well, what happens with these live recordings and whatnot? Now you know. And if you look over at the side of the screen, all the way over there, that's where you can join us over in the live chat. So, hi, Stephanie. Did see you. Good. Oh, dark, stupid in the morning for you. Hi. And Felis, you made it, hon. Hi. You didn't, you didn't, like third degree burn yourself or nothing cool thanks appreciate it there's uh there's something in the horrible scopes uh that is kind of uh unintentionally was a little bit close to uh stuff that she had talked with me about uh last night so it was kind of funny i'll explain about that in a little bit i have a drink tonight for a change because i was uh i had to do shopping with my little one uh and uh, this is going to be part of the opening but i came away with sapporo 
I don't remember having tried Sapporo. So. It's served in like all the Japanese grills near me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. This is kind of like the, um, you know, the way that they say Foster's beer, Australia. No, it, it's absolutely not. But I'm kind of wondering because, uh, Sapporo, uh, it actually has a thing on the back side of it that says, uh, where, where is it over here? Product of Vietnam. So I'm kind of wondering. So does that mean it also has a tiny bit of formaldehyde in it? I don't know. But let's Did you get that reference? Did you get that reference? I don't, but let's find out together. And the funny You've part never of it watched is, Good Morning Vietnam? Uh, I have, but it has been an exceptionally long time since. Although, um, considering the title of tonight's uh, episode, uh, saying that this is a product of Vietnam is um, kind of inadvertent on my part. I did not think about that, but uh, some people will, uh, will understand. Oh, well, this is, um, that's a very, pale ale, very pale, huh? But don't forget, pale doesn't necessarily mean bad. Either. That's true. I've had some good pails and I've had some bad ones. That's true. Usually the hole on the bottom is the bad one. That's true. Uh, although this, this is also the. Uh, the color inconsistency that we have typically referred to as uh, carbonated horse piss because of the way that it looks, which now that I've said that makes me less inclined to actually try it. But that's just, that's just the survival instinct of me talking. Hey, at least it had a nice head on it. Not helping. Oh, it's beer. I am Not actually disappointed. Damn it. Why were you expecting it to be worse or better than what you've I, I, I was experienced? Expe- honestly, I was expecting it to be better. I was expecting it to not taste like it's beer. Because I, I, I taste this and it's like, this is, it's a Budweiser. It's beer. You know, it, it's, 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 it's Schlitz in a can Saturday mid-morning after working on the shed with your dad and your eight-years-old beer, you know? Yeah. <sighs> All right, whatever. Or after doing tons of yard work as yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. Only to find out, by the way, a little while later that, um, yeah, it, it you didn't get the variance from the town in order to put up the shed, so you got to tear it down again. Oh, sure. I have absolutely no idea how that could have ever happened to anybody. I, I'm not speaking on anything that even resembles knowledge about this kind of thing. Not in the least. But. Uh, oh, wow. That would be so soul gutting. Yeah. Yeah. That that definitely just tastes like beer. It's cold. The um, The guys at the sushi counter had said, well, I'm going to suggest that you try it cold. You know what? Okay, it's cold. We'll give it some time, as I usually do. We'll let it warm up, see what happens. Maybe, maybe it'll change. I'm not holding out hope. But uh, if there's one thing that I've learned, and you, you're going to laugh, all right? You're going to laugh. You know how there are a whole bunch of these uh, soft drinks that you can get in the in the fridge, uh, like uh, iced tea, for example. Perfect example. Uh, iced tea and they will occasionally 
list on them. Shake well before drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea for me to go ahead and do something like that with, you know. With beer. a beer that's carbonated? No. Yeah. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So no. do we. Let me get us started. Uh, I'll give you the uh, the update on uh, Rafe. We'll have the horrible scopes and uh, we'll kind of see whether or not my taste buds are happier with me. Sound good? Yeah, it's beer, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm figuring. I don't understand the UK and they're yeah drinking it at room temperature. I mean, I it's I just remember I don't like beer, but that's just gross. Yeah. Now, see, remember, it's all in the formulation because beer is liquid bread. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not you've got um uh. Matzah versus um, pumpernickel, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, pumpernickel is German, right? You know what? I'm going to so. go with that. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Because remember, uh, beer pronounced in German properly is beer. Beer. Right. Yeah. I, I just have to go off on a really funny tangent before I forget it about the breads and the pumpernickel. Mm-hmm. True story. Uh, when I was working down in Kentucky, you know, right across the border, um, you know, I would take in, you know, my husband would make me, you know, sandwiches for lunch to take in and put, you know, fancy mustards and, you know, condiments on it. But sometimes he would send sandwiches that were on pumpernickel or rye or something like that. And first time that I pulled out a pumpernickel sandwich, coworkers freaked and said, your bread is black. Is it supposed to be that color? You know, uh, and you know what? That's fair. If you've never seen it before, yeah, that is that is kind of a weird thing to see. I know, but it was just funny. It's like unless it is like the very light brown fake whole wheat, you know, that's had everything stripped from it or like white bread like Wonder Bread used to be. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it's alien to them. <laughs> God, now I'm jonesing for Wonder Bread. God, why? I know. Sorry. Why? That was not intentional. Yeah, it's 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 fine. I'll just make I my freaked out my friends when I uh, served them cold borscht. I bet that would freak them out. With a dollop of sour cream floating like an island in the center of it. Yeah. You can prepare it hot, or you can prepare it cold. So. Okay. Yeah. Cold is less common. I'm but guessing. on a hot summer day, it's delicious, and the sour cream is a creamy bite to add to it. Mm-hmm. So as an island, especially since it's cold, it's not automatically blending with the soup. So you can take as little or as much of the sour cream by the spoonful as you want with the spite of the soup. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> he's got his mental image in his head. I'm no. afraid. No. Did you take a look at the chat? What? Stephanie said British beer has flavor and you do not need your palate freezing to avoid tasting it. Well played. Well played. I mean, I guess that goes to my point that I just, I don't like beer. And the only way that I can tolerate it is if it's really cold and has no flavor because I'm just like, you know, what does it say? I prefer, I prefer nice, high quality, straight tequila or neat whiskey over beer any day of the week. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Stephanie, consider this a second. 
imagine what it must be like for us over here in the colonies. Sorry, that's a, that's that's a little bit vague for folks from England in the United States, where I'm sorry, I'm picking on just a little. Just, just, I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on your history. That's a difference. Um, the, the, the idea that we would intentionally inflict brain freeze on ourselves so as to (laughs) not be able to taste what it is that we are intentionally putting into our bodies. Think about that and have fun the next time you talk to somebody about how crazy we are over here in the, the States. God, I gotta, yeah, over the pond, you know, but our, you know, that, even Australians and British people have said that, you know, our beer that we produce here in the States is like making love in a canoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody that needs the joke explained to them tough, we're not going to. We're not doing it. Because we're saving that one F-bomb for later. Yeah. God. Now, now it's reminding me. PG-13, you can get away with one F-bomb. And for an X-Men movie, it should fall to Wolverine. Except that Deadpool comes out and does it first. And Wolverine's just like, you what? No, actually, you it's the other way around. You stole my F-bomb. It should, be, it should be the other way around. It should be Deadpool's movie and Wolverine goes ahead and uses the F-bomb. And Deadpool's just like, you gotta be kidding me. My one <laughs> chance at this and you steal it from me. Just like, oh God, you know what this, it, we're... We need to get rolling because this is this is what my brain has been like tonight. Oh, all right. Anyway, let, it, let let me go ahead and let it rip over here. So your five minute freestyle. Let me go ahead and get started with that. That starts right now. Serendipity. No, this has got nothing to do with dipping dots. Some people do not know the word or how incredibly fun this word actually is not for the being able to know it or being able to pronounce it but when it happens serendipity is the idea that things chance items that usually are good and advantageous just happen to you it's it's a wonderful thing when it happens because it's it's a wonderful thing when it goes sideways, that's usually when we call it a curse, but I'll eh, leave that aside a second. This past week, I had to go out driving with Tiny Dribble, who I had to drive him because we needed to see about getting him uh, possibly a tux because he's got a musical performance that he needs to be dressed up for. Now, As someone who was a music major at a music college, you were expected to have a tux for performances. Well, in this particular case, they didn't, they they said that you didn't need a tux. Tux would be preferred, but so long as you've got a black dress jacket, proper white shirt, tux shirt, and, you know, black pants, black black shoes, you're good. Now, here's, here's a little tip for folks. Not all blacks are created equal. When it comes to clothing, one black is very different from another black. The shirt that I'm wearing right now, the t-shirt, the black of this is definitely not the same color black as like dress jacket that I've got or the tux that I had. I think I still have my tux right here somewhere. But we knew full well, if it's going to be a tux, it's going to cost. If it's a dress jacket, 
it's still going to cost, but okay, whatever. You know what? It's college. It's an investment. It's fine. So I go to pick him up and we decide instead of just going to a place that rents tuxedos here in the United States, there is a store called Tuxedo Junction and they're found in a lot of malls all over the place. So here in the States, or at least over here in New York, you know, you, you can you can go to a mall, you can get fitted for a tux, they'll rent it to you for, you know, a couple of days, bring it back, okay, cool. And there's sometimes where you can actually buy the tux itself. You know, after a little while, you know, they, they get retired. Well, we decided before we go to Tuxedo Junction directly, we're going to go to the secondhand store, just on a whim, because if they're looking for just a black dress jacket, we might be able to get away with that. Wouldn't you know it? We go over there. We find a tuxedo jacket almost exactly in his size. And there it is, just waiting to be had. And no other black jackets in there in his size. So, so okay. So we get that. We take a look at the, uh, in, in some of the rest of the formal wear going looking and, you know, in the ties, because, you know, it's always fun to look at the ties and just go, this is a cool color combination, but the shapes of the design and everything is making my eyeballs water and float in their eye sockets. So no found a bow tie and a cummerbund to go with it found a different set with suspenders that looks like it could have been like off of some of the weight staff at uh, Olive Garden. But we figured, okay, you know what? Let's go ahead and get that. Still took the jacket over to Tuxedo Junction, had the guy take a look at it. He was great. And he's just like, you know what? Everything's fine. Let me just measure you out. Take two inches off of the uh, sleeves and you're golden. You work in the, uh, you work in the clothing department at the school. Yeah. You'll have access to everything. Worst case, four stitches will hold everything in place for you. And he measured me, he offered to, and measured me so that I could order a dress shirt that I want a replacement for all for myself. And he did it in the best way possible. He was great. You know how much that tuxedo was? $15. Every once in a while, serendipity will get you, and it'll be a good thing. And isn't it great once in a while to have a feel-good story from me for an opening instead of something that's just making you feel all sad? Episode 403 on the docket, Your Honor, Theocracy Now. And the reason why I said that it's kind of uh, kind of weird to have the title of the show this and that uh, Sapporo is product of Vietnam, Apocalypse Now is what I was modeling after, and I didn't think about the two of them together. And then it dawned on me earlier today after I had put everything together and sent all the announcements out. And, oh yeah. Wait, wasn't there a, Oh yeah, there it is. What democracy now with Amy Goodman? Uh, n- no apocalypse now with Marlon well, democracy. 
Well, Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman also works. But see, the problem... God, this is not... She's a bigger badass than the people in Apocalypse Now anyway. I'll take your word on that. You will, yeah. You'll have to. But, um... You know, like I like I put in the uh, the announcement for uh, for the show. If Heretic Woman were still with us, she would be screaming herself hoarse by now. And she she would, you know, I would have suggested that she get just a a, a little sound player. Just you know, one of those one of those uh, easy buttons from uh, from Office Max, and just replace the sound file with "I told you, I effing told you," just so that she could just walk around with the damn thing and hold it in her hand and just look at people and just "I told you, I effing told you," you know, over and over again because she was right on a lot of things. Yeah, but there's a there's a there's a new wave after wave after wave of theocratic lawmaking that's going on and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that because oh my fa it is driving me up a goddamned wall like you would not believe or in some cases maybe you do i did go up looking information on Rafe Badawi we have no new images of him at this time as the recording of tonight's show, it has now been 30 days without visible evidence like photo, video, or independent interviews showing Rafe alive and well, dot, 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 because I found out there is a media ban on him for 10 years. Wow. Which goes along with the travel ban as well. Which means the clock that we're running at this point is going to be to find out which news agency is able to smuggle out a photo of him. Somebody's gonna do it. It's a question of who. And here's, when. here's the thing that we have to ask if they do it. Does Rafe get punished? So it might be in the news media. They might have been warned by the government. Hey, if any of you take a picture of him and release it, not only will we go back to punishing him, but we're going to punish you too. Now that is because a theocrat, any kind of government that doesn't allow freedom of the press can, will do this in a heartbeat. Oh, I, I I'm with you, but I'm also thinking along the lines of, Somebody gets a paparazzi type photo from way away and smuggles it out just to show, yeah, there he is. He's, he's alive at least. And, you know, he, he may be, um, emaciated a bit still, but at least he's, you know, alive and doing okay. I don't know. My only problem with the paparazzi shot is, you know, you can't always verify that it's, you know, there's integrity in that picture. I got you. I got you. But you, you, you also realize that something like that would be very much a, well, who in the hell could have possibly done it? It's not like you posed for a photo 
admittedly, yes, they could just go ahead and say, well, it doesn't matter. We're just going to go ahead and dick you over anyway. But and don't forget, uh, based on how many years he's been in there and depending on the kind of condition that he's been in, oh, yeah. he may not look anything like anybody remembers him. That is, I would count on that. That's part of what we're worried about, too. Yeah. So now that. So that, again, with the paparazzi kind of thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. So with that, that bullshit, you, you understand way, my, my skepticism yes. on a single secreted shot. Yes, I yeah. understand yeah. that. But at least one is better than nothing. At least to me, because of everything. But be that as it well, may. And, and if somebody were to get that and, you know, send it to the media, I would forward it on to some other people that she knows exactly where I'm going with it and have them authenticate it and geolocate it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. And as we know full well, 4chan is great for being able to geolocate. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know who else is? Reddit. Yes. Yep. But don't take geo advice from a website or a podcast. But trust us, they're really good at what they do. Yep. So let's do Somebody doesn't want to be found that's on social media, they'll find them. So it's time for this week's Horrible Scopes. For those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. If not, uh, just pick one, roll a d12, make it up as you go along. It really won't matter too much. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. Get you rolling. Aries, take a day off this week to do something fun. Drive to a local train station. Take a day trip somewhere. It's relatively inexpensive, and it could be massively entertaining. This suggestion is Void in Buffalo, where the six-mile end-to-end railway to nowhere doesn't do squat for you. You can start with Toronto's 48 miles of rail service, move up to Calgary's 60 miles, Tokyo clocks in with 189 miles, and of course, the big daddy of them all, NYC, 665 miles of rail. And good luck navigating that spaghetti map, though. You don't know what I'm talking about. Just do an image search for New York City train map. Good luck. Even the subway exactly. routes are just beyond me. Yeah, I've 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 tried to understand them before. Oh my god, frick no. Just just no. <laughs> I gave up. I was only there for like a week and I gave up. Yeah. Taurus. It's almost spring, meaning it's the season of new beginnings for you, Taurus. Set a goal learning something unusual before the end of the year. But make it esoteric enough that most normal folks won't easily be able to figure out if you're BSing them or not. Take a deep dive into some atomic theory and learn how magneto monopoles are a thing. And for everyone else wondering, that means an atomic particle could have a north or south magnetic force only. Yes, that really is a thing. Or is it? I'm well, not going to answer that. Cowboy Bebop it is. I'm not going to answer that. I actually do know what the answer is. And uh, well, partly because I wrote it, but I know what the answer is. I'm not telling. All right. Warning. This is about to become uh, uncomfortable. And I blame Sujin for writing it. Mm-hmm. Gemini. 
the recent storms have made the primary long-term storage in your house moist. I'm not proud of <laughs> using that word. You better check to make sure your Santa suit hasn't mildewed and that there aren't any bees nests being built there. If you're not going to take a spray can into the crawl space, make sure it's not WD-40 or Aquanet. The installation is rated as flame retardant, not fireproof. As we discussed last night, there's a big difference between flame retardant and fireproof. Yep, found that one out in theater. The curtains in the backdrop were flame retardant, not fireproof. Mm -hmm. The smoker found that one out. Yeah. If you're wondering what's the difference between flame retardant and fireproof, uh, plate glass is fireproof. Everything else is fire retardant unless it's oxygen. So it's like a baby, you know, it's flame retardant. It's not fireproof. Well, that, I mean, you spread it out thin enough. Yeah, it is. Cancer Moonchild. It's safe to take your boat out of dry dock and put it back into the water this week. Get it aired out, the battery charged, the radio and antenna calibrated, and the cooler inspected for leaks. And, you know, maybe check the life vests to see if they're still okay. It's not like they've got an expiration date on them, though, right? Dry rot is a thing. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I don't know if anybody else knows about this, but there are a number of places that do dry docking of, like, personal... Uh, boats, you know, smaller, smaller boats, medium-sized boats, and they effectively shrink wrap them before yeah. they store them on land. Yeah, they do that down here. I, I love it, seeing that. It's so funny. They, they actually advertise um, when they start doing the uh, discount rates just before the season hits. So if you get in early, which means you don't get to do any late boating action, um, and down here that's, you know, people are contentious about that but um down here it's real fun to watch you know you drive by and you see them shrink wrapping the boat it's hilarious i look at that going you know if you want to keep the freshness in have you tried ziploc (laughs) is that glad cling wrap or what that's close enough leo you want to learn to play the drums hey that's cool just remember, you're less of Neil Peart and more a Neil Patrick Harris. You know, less of Gene Kruppa and more of a Gene Siskel. Your style is more like Animal from the Muppets and less like Def Leppard's Rick Allen. And he only had one arm. In other words, good luck and don't expect miracles. You know, when I, when I wrote that one, I, I was intentionally thinking of you after I wrote it. And it's just like, oh, I hope she ends up getting him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Virgo, speaking of Def Leppard, did you know that they're releasing a new album next month and going on tour for it? They start on June 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, finish September 9th in Las Vegas. That is 85 days. If you just walked, it would take them 28 days. Let that be a lesson to you. You didn't do drugs in the 80s, and even you know the band is just wasting time with this tour. I think they need money. They, you know. Money, 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 money. Yeah, and funny enough, we talked about it last night. I didn't realize they've effectively been an official band since 1977. 
here's the thing. I don't care if bands who have been around that long release a new album as long as it's good. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're doing it for the money. I don't care if they're doing it because they want to do it. I don't care if they're doing it because one of them needs, you know, pocket change for a new, you know, gold plated boat or, or they're competing against, you know, another band. It's, is it a good album? Is it crap or is it good? And even good albums have a couple bad songs. So you can't say, oh, they've got this one crappy song on there. The whole album's bad. You're a dick. You know, sit down, shut up. But if, you know, it's a 15-song album and 14 songs suck, yeah, that one was done just for money. That one had no heart in it. Yeah. There are two bands that I'm thinking of where you will probably get consistent on an album. You will consistently get crap. Craptacular, craptacularly good music from ACDC consistently every damn time because every album sounds the same. <laughs> or you could get anything from Elvis Hitler. Every damned song on that. No, no, no. There's only one song and it's a cover that's, that's craptacular on that album. They did a, they did a cover of, um, um. Oh, balls! What the hell was the name? Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yes. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying Hailstorm because no matter what album they release, regardless of whether they're doing original music or cover songs, that lady's got a set of lungs like Joan Jett or Pat Benatar. She rocks it. The band is good. They're they're just really good. So they could sing, you know over the rainbow in rock style and it would be fucking awesome. It's, it's completely doable. Yeah. Libra. <laughs> Libra. You remember the movie wreck it? Uh, sorry. Ralph breaks the internet from 2018. It was a Disney movie that included a scene with all the Disney princesses in it. Consider this. Disney. The company exists in the Wreck-It Ralph universe. And Wreck-It Ralph is a Disney movie. And because of that, Wreck-It Ralph does not exist in the Wreck-It Ralph universe. If you need help untangling this, go check Fact Fiend with Carl Smallwood on YouTube and search for the video titled, and I swear to you, the actual title of the video in question is That Time Disney Had to Figure Out What One of Their Characters' Ears Looked Like. I kid you not, that is actually the title, and it's true. I do wow. want to say, if you haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet, that thing was freaking hilarious. I, I have not seen it. No, I, Considering it's a complete uh, dick-sucking term for Disney, uh, I'm really, really hard-pressed to watch it. My mind is still stuck trying to puzzle that out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, wow. It's, it's... Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Mind blown. Scorpio, you remember the Columbia house marketing of buy these albums for one penny? They went bankrupt in Canada in 2010, and two years later, Canada stopped making pennies. So remember, the smallest sale you might make has lasting implications. 
By the way, the Columbia House brand is owned by Sony now. You don't still owe them for casingles you bought in 1988, do you? I remember those. Yeah. Wow. I was going to put CD singles in there, but I don't think anybody remembers what the... Mm. Yeah, the singles I remember. Yeah. Never bought them because I thought it was a ripoff back then. It was. Sagittarius. Being an orchestra conductor is harder than you think it is. It is a serious upper body cardiovascular workout, the likes of which you would not be able to keep up with. An average Mozart symphony runs over 90 minutes. Imagine yourself standing, waving your arms down, in, out, up, keeping track of where you are in the music, how big or small to wave for an hour straight in a wool tuxedo. Be glad you only conduct pop music from the seventies in your car. It's true. It it, it yeah. really is true. As somebody who I, took a conducting can class, out. yeah, yeah, my hubby can uh, vouch for that when he's had to do it. It sucks. Yeah, it does. Capricorn, don't admit to anything this week, Capricorn. You didn't burn the popcorn. You didn't make kebabs without soaking the bamboo skewers. And you didn't turn on Roomba while your cat was sick. We're not saying you did any of those things. Just that they happened. So repeat after us. I know not I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> or if you can't do that with a German accent, pretend that you're Renfield from Dracula, dead and loving it. I saw nothing. I saw nothing. I saw nothing. And when he's finally alone, I saw everything. I'm sorry. Renfield will always be. Uh, God, I forgot the hell with his name. Art, art, art. Uh, fuck. I forgot what the hell his name was. Uh, whatever. You you know who it is. Because I, I can hear his. Yeah. Peter can, McNichol? No. McNichol? No. No, he's the one Ar who played Ar Renfield. Artie Johnson. Artie Johnson. I think oh, I'm, oh, I, oh, okay. Because I, I can I, hear, I can hear him laughing. <laughs> God, I think the stars just like totally screwed up this this week and decided that you know I'm Capricorn. God damn it, <laughs> Aquarius. One of the most famous jazz songs to come out in the 1950s was Dave Brubeck's Take Five. The song was not written by Brubeck, but by a saxophonist, Paul Dresmond, because their drummer, Joe Morello, wanted a piece to show off on. It was so tough for them to record that after 20 attempts and 40 minutes, they were told to just stop and pick it up again the next day, which worked, finally. So remember, Aquarius, if you run your mouth, be sure you can back it up. That is a true story. That is an actual truth. I know the song. It's a good song. It's a great song. But yeah. just thinking that the, the drummer, um, who's got a relatively okay piece most of the time until it gets to his solo. Um, oops. And remember, those are the analog days back when you couldn't exactly just, all right, we're going to rewind the tape and you just, uh, we'll just punch you in when we get to your point. We'll kill you. No, man, it's just. Yeah, tape just, would break back then if you ever did that too much. It would just. Yep. 
So every time they screwed it up, they had to rewind the tape all the way to the beginning and take it from the top. Yep. Okay, before I start, is this pronounced Deco Boco? Deco Boco Friends, yep. Okay, thank you. Never heard of it. Neither had I. <laughs> I had to go looking for it and do actual fucking research, man. So, you know. God, you're the only one I know that researched for this show. Wait, oh, did I say that? I admit, no, I know nothing. I know nothing. It's not the first time. Man, I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> I'm number one. Really? Wow. Thanks, man. Pisces. <laughs> There's an expression from Letterkenny that says, well, if you can be one thing, you should be efficient. That being said, there's something to know to knowing the difference between being efficient and being pretentious. The theme song to Deco Boco Friends, 2003, is about three seconds long and contains only the lyrics, Deco Boco Friends. The intro to The Prisoner, 1967, by the way, the thing rocked is a bit over three minutes, but gives the full backstory to the psychedelic hellscape prison you'll find yourself in. So, which is efficient and which is pretentious? Good luck figuring that out. And for anybody that's ever seen the intro to The Prisoner, you know exactly how crazy and screwed up it is. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's so good. So and those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, I'm obviously not working hard enough at these, but if you want a better or maybe a nastier one for your own sign or maybe somebody else's, all you need to do is bribe me, which means get in contact with me and let me know. These will be posted online at the end of each week at uh, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, you know, all, all, all that happy stuff because I don't have a fax machine. God, remember the good old days where you could take a, a fax machine, call a number, send a piece of paper through and then tape another piece of paper to the end of it. So it was constantly infinite just, loop. Yeah. Uh, those were the day. Well, then again, that was all kinds of great up until you got the, um, so you got the phone bill for, you know, local calling. Yeah. But get what you can still do it today. What it does is it fills up the, uh, the buffer. Yeah. And if the buffer stays full too long, the systems auto disconnect, but it still screws with them. Yeah. Not that anybody uses a fax machine anymore, of course, because why bother? <laughs> I'm saying that sarcastically. I'm saying that sarcastically. Yeah, you better be. People, generally speaking, the, the general populace do not use fax machines anymore. Business to business, it's still a thing. Oh, yeah, daily. And I, I still, for the life of me, don't understand why in some cases. But you know what? Whatever. By the way, I, I love when I hear people say, "Oh, we use a fax machine because it's it's a secure connection." <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce you to a couple of my buddies who work in the telephone industry, and they'll tell you exactly how much uh, secure your fax machine is. Yeah. As an aside, by the way, when we were over there at the uh, uh, the secondhand store, they had an IBM Selectric typewriter in there. Mm -hmm. Oh nice. my God. I almost tried to pick it up just to see how heavy it was again. And it was just like, you know what? Uh, I don't trust myself not to drop it. I'm not going to. And they had a whole bunch of those, um, uh, those, uh, all in one panel IMAX. They had like three of them up on the, uh, up on, on the shelf. And I was thinking about getting one 
or maybe all three of them for, you know, 60 bucks because mm. they were 20 bucks a piece. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, maybe they work, but then again, they're also IMAX. So, um, I don't know. It's just technology is just so amazing and you have to have it. But, you know, I even remember, you know, back when I was working in school that we would have to fax things to the UK, which was a pain in the ass trying to find a place that would fax it. And then in the UK, they would send us messages through Telex. Oh, wow. And that was when I was working at Laura Ashley. It was really bonkers. Man, those are the days. Yeah. Okay. So on to this whole thing with uh, with topic for tonight. I'm going to open with a Bible verse. I'd like you all to open your Bible to Matthew 22, 36 to 40, which says in part, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second like unto it is this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments the whole law hangeth and the prophets. Did I add a little bit of emphasis there? Yeah, there's a reason. Yep. There's a reason. Because the law from your holy Jebus, his first and second law is love God completely and utterly. And there is a difference where we could say there is a difference between love and slavish devotion. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt at the moment and just say you can have platonic love without erotic love i don't remember what a sap, sapphic saf i forget what the what the right greek term is for it but basically you can have familial love for someone where you believe in them you trust them they are inside of your walls of security give them the benefit of the doubt for a second but that second part you should let me requote it again. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So well, some if, people don't love themselves very much. Well, you know, that's that's another part. There's right there. also uh, trying to find the definition of who is considered your neighbor. Mm. What did it mean in that context? Was it people like yourself in your same tribe or was it? Everybody. See, I love the meme pictures that people do of this, where Jesus is basically saying all this, and and somebody down in the crowd is just like, what about the gays? And there's Jesus over there looking over at him going, did I fucking yeah. stutter? Stutter. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm sorry, did I? Did that's I just, them too. Did I, did I say that's that? Why, no, I'm that, sorry. That's why the parable of the Good Samaritan was such a, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing, because, yeah. Yeah. It was you know, those uh, people. We don't like it. Those people. And that's the thing that kills me about this whole thing, figuratively speaking. You, 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 so many of these laws that are being touted and being shoved through right now are all directly 
influenced through theocratic rule. There's, there's simply no scientific basis for, um, these quote unquote heartbeat bills, these, uh, there are a number of bills that are going out there that have driven me up and down a wall again. And a good portion of these have been targeting both women in particular, child bearing women specifically. I want to make sure that I'm clear about this one and the, the minority of the populace known as the LGBTQIA plus people. Yep. These fundamentalist laws that are being shoved through, they are absolutely and implicitly based on religious ideologies only because there is literally zero scientific medical reason for any of this shit to be going on. The heartbeat yeah. bills, uh, six weeks of pregnancy. Uh, once a fetal heartbeat can be detected an abortion is no longer allowed. Bridget, remind us at six weeks old, what is that quote unquote heartbeat actually? Uh, it's a logical impulse. It's not even a heart. The heart is not formed at that point. Is it safe to say that the quote unquote heartbeat at that point would be analogous to the quote unquote heartbeat through an earthworm? Because it's just kind of rippling through musculature that may or may not necessarily qualify as a heart. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not a circulatory system that has been, yeah, it's it's in the process of forming, but it's not formed at that point. You've barely got an anus built at that point. And for mammalian species, the anus is the first piece that forms. Yeah. And for some users, tech will tell you, it, it doesn't stop from there. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it's... Yeah, it, some people are born with uh, a hidden cloaca. You know, but even even states are going beyond this and mm-hmm. trying to... Uh, is Oklahoma that is now trying to ban them all together at any point, even before six weeks, just completely make it a felony? And, you know, do a lifetime prison sentence for anybody who assists. Now, it gets even worse because, and Tech, I don't know if you had seen this one. I've forgotten which state it was, but there's one where they are formulating a law that says that if you circumvent the abortion ban in that state and travel outside the border of the state to have... An abortion in a state where it is legal and come back, you will be prosecuted for mm-hmm. having that abortion out of yep. state. Yep. Oh yeah. And I thought that that would be There's a clear be violation of that. That I thought that would be a clear violation. And they claim that they want states' rights and leave things up to the states. 
uh, trying to control somebody that's crossing the state border to do something illegal in another state uh, about that. Yeah. Well, if Like what I said about Colorado. Colorado just passed a law that protects uh, people's reproductive rights and the right to have an abortion. Yes, that's right. I saw that. They, they put it mm-hmm. into the statutes for the state itself. So it is, quote, unquote. And the next step... It. The next step that they're taking is to ensure it in such a way that if a Republican takes office, they can't just pencil whip it and make it go away. I've uh, I'm I'm on the fence on that problem because because I get it. Don't get me wrong. We've also had other states where um, the governor or a a mayor came into office from a differing. Opinion. If yeah, if, if I remember right, uh, a Republican group was in power, and they restricted, uh, by statute, they restricted the power of the incoming mayor, governor. I forget which one it was, because they were Democratic instead, so that they couldn't just as easily have all the powers and abilities that the previous had had, and they basically did it at a spite. Yes. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. I think it was North Carolina did that too to their incoming governor because he was a Democrat, and that and so they preemptively hamstrung him to where he would be ineffective once he took office. Well, there's a difference here. There's a difference here. Number one, they're not going in and trying to set the laws up to prevent anybody from doing anything at all. Okay, they're not trying to take away all the powers of the position. What they're trying to do is they're trying to cement that particular law into fact, the protection so that people have the right to their choice. Right. Or not have somebody lobby and come in after a bunch of gerrymandering and everything for the sole purpose of making that law non-existent again. They also want to make it so that if Roe versus Wade goes away, that law is still protected at the state level. Yeah, I get that. And my my comment was, now we're going to see these other bounty hunters from these other states start yeah. to circle the Colorado border, looking for out-of-state plates leaving Colorado yep. that has a woman in it. And then you're going to see them start calling it in and having them arrested and shit like that. Women are going to have to hide in the fucking trunk or they're going to have to be in a vehicle that has tinted windows and they're not going to be able to get out. They're going to have to. Uh, Yeah. I I just remembered something. The other piece that bothered me about the Oklahoma part was making some of the crimes retroactive. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Where if you had an abortion in the past that violates their law that they're passing now, you could still be prosecuted for it. Yeah, and memory serves, uh that would uh, that would definitely qualify as against uh one of the amendments to the constitution. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Oh god, I- I'm I'm trying to remember some uh, the one of the teens, I think it was, for, for due process. But don't God, forget, I, on these, re- these regressive people yeah. don't care. Oh, I know. No, they don't, but that was horrifying. And I know that Shazan's never read, you know, Hamid's Tale, never seen the series, doesn't really know that, about, that much about it. But that was exactly what went down in Gilead. 
they had you know doctors who had done abortions in the past that were perfectly legal before you know Gilead came into existence, and they wound up on the wall executed horribly as an example. And you could tell what their crime was. Women were not allowed to read or being taught to read or anything like that. So they would just put a symbol of a fetus on there with a line through it to indicate that this person did abortions. And that's why they were dead. I mean, Texas just arrested the first woman under the SB8 law. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and hit that one because uh, Stephanie had just said, I think you'll find that uh, that is Texas and the end result can be execution of the woman. Yeah. Go ahead and explain. So in SB8, that law was specifically designed to target anybody who performs an abortion or assists or assists in the abortion process. This woman who's been arrested did not go see a doctor. She did a self uh, performed abortion. And so they arrested her under that law for that reason. And this will be real interesting to see whether or not, it holds up in court, how it far it goes, you know, how high it gets elevated in the whole nine yards. It will. Um, because yeah. the federal law says that the woman can have an abortion. Yeah. Indiana did the same thing, though. Right. And uh, I so think the, the woman, hand- woman was sentenced to 30 years. So, so here's, uh, here's an interesting piece about this to me. And this is... Uh, Reminding you that this is a this is a a, a a mental time for a second to kind of examine part of the part of the thing with this. If they're going to say that this woman performed murder, because as I recall, that's effectively that's that's the wording for it. If they're going to say that this person performed murder. On an on a fetus, and I don't know how far along she was, so I don't know what 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 stage of development. But let's let's an unborn child, fetus. My question is: murder has traditionally been meted out when a Viable human is killed by another viable human. Mm -hmm. Does this then mean that any pregnant woman should be entitled to child support services, which could also include any kind of monetary assistance? And if not, why? Why not? I just heard the collective butt pucker of every single conservative and regressive out there when you mentioned that. Well, there are a couple of alleged people who have pushed for precisely that in these, you know, states. It's rare, but a couple have said, you know, that if women are no longer allowed, you know, access to any kind of uh, reproductive assistance or anything like that, then the, you know, the, the father is, you know, so you're obligated to pay for any medical care or support that a woman needs while she's pregnant. And yeah. to me, that's fair. 
yeah. if they're going to force a woman to and give if the her, father's dead, the father doesn't exist anymore. Then the state needs to step in and uh, provide yeah. that support. And that's where they backtrack. Because they, they don't, don't want, want the state to pay for shit. They, you know, they're trying to gut snap with any other kind of safety nets for any of these people at all. Um, you know, and as so, far as these people are buying it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. So, so it's not pro life. It's you know, I've even seen some twisted it's people come out. I've seen. Well, I this this is what is such a twisted mindset to me. Okay, if they really cared about life, what they're wanting to do, and they have openly said, and I've seen people come out and defend this. That they don't want women to have sex with no consequences. That getting pregnant and having to have that child is a consequences of their actions and they should just keep their knees closed. And that would solve the problem. And I'm like, that's yet, so messed up in many ways. You've got people who have no choice because they're raped or they're molested. So they can't just keep their knees closed. Well, if, we're well, too, you know how it is. if you're pushing the idea that motherhood as punishment that is really sick well don't forget you know if they're raped it was their fault well, if, of course if, if they if if they got molested by a family member um well they were asking for it and they're probably making it up and they're lying and they're just trying to ruin the, you know the family and you know you can't trust that harlot or God is using it for his own purposes and for his divine plan. So who are we to question it? Yeah, and don't forget, he doesn't give you more than you can handle. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. big old bullshit on that one. As an aside, by the way, uh, Seeker, good to see you over there. Hope you're doing well. Miss you. I was going to make the whole, you know, my my aim is improving thing, but you know what? I I, I got a bum shoulder. I, I really can't wear, wield a 12-gauge like I used to. And it doesn't really matter. Uh Seeker had said, by the way, nothing, Seeker, I can't talk suddenly, can't imagine. Word. Can't word. Had said, uh, and, and this is completely separate from everything else, uh, thoughts on Justice Breyer pulling a GOP move and yell, psych, and not retire. Not like anything can be done to prevent Breyer from withdrawing from retirement, is there? Um, no, he totally I, should do that. Well, here, If Thomas dies or is arrested, he totally should he, do that. Here, here's Here's my thought on it. If, if it was a matter of that, we now have somebody who is accepted to be part of the, uh, uh, the Supreme Court and none of the Supreme Court, court justices are leaving a vacant seat. Well, that just says to me, we need to have more seats on the Supreme Court. Let's go ahead and push that through. Thank you very much. How many seats should we have? 13 for each of the 13, uh, areas of uh, federal jurisdiction sounds good by fair. me. Let's do that. Can't be fair. See, it used to be uh, based on population. Mm -hmm. Now, see me. I'm not a well-read individual. I'm not an especially smart individual. I don't think, but I am a crafty mf'er. And okay. if there is a loophole, I will exploit it. It's just a question of that. You know, whether or not people actually listen to me. Usually they don't. You, though, <laughs> you listen to me. You ignore me afterwards, but at least you listen to me. So thank you. You make me feel better about myself. I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Can we go off on another tangent about some of these the theocrats and their laws? I don't see any reason how about, why. How about Tennessee? How about Tennessee? 
Yeah. Uh, passing legislation to now have no age limit on marriage. Well. I think it's still going through, but it was funny to see, you know, the person who was sponsoring this bill go, well, I think that we all pretty much figure out, you know, we we acknowledge that it's 18, so it really doesn't need to be in there because we all know. And it's like, uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, so the, the long and short of it was there there is uh, legislation being pushed where it's it's supposed to be able to set up a slightly different, better um, number two pencil sharpened, highlighted with that uh, neon green instead of uh, just underlined marriage certificate for whatever reason. Because, you know, if if people who are the same sex can have the same marriage license as us, why why should that be the case? We want to have something better. So they they were looking to put together a, a slightly revised version of the marriage laws and oopsie, kind of uh, kind of um left aside the whole, you know, uh, thing in there about uh, the age requirements. And then when pressed on that issue by people who are smart interviewers, had to backtrack and say, well, we, we kind of all expect because, you know, elsewhere, marriages, you know, uh, 18, 16 with a, with a parent and guard. Um, um, I don't want to answer that question right now. Oh, smoke bomb, poof, uh, ninja, gone, you know, that kind of thing. And it did not go well once it, once one interviewer got a hold of somebody and said, well, about this age thing, talk about fumbling the ball and just in front of everybody else. And, and once that happened, man, it was, it was just blood chum in the water and everybody else jumped on that and was just like, oh, so about this age, I don't want to talk about it was that was a great you yeah know. so it would have made child marriage perfectly legal mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. who is it that seems to be having a problem with scandals and getting busted for pedophilia and stuff these days oh i know the answer but i'm pretty sure that uh tech needs the points on this one go ahead tech you pick <laughs> up the points pick up the point go ahead you don't answer, do it. answer in the form of a question why <laughs> That's, you know what, that's close enough. I'm going to give you the point. I don't have the sound effect first. Not fair. I don't care. It's my show, my rules. Buck off. Yeah, because like uh, Ronna McDaniel, you know, hey, let's talk about you. (laughs) Uh, Didn't your, I forget his title. He was like her special assistant and campaign advisor and, you know, really high up in the, you know, RNC food chain. Didn't he just get nailed for multiple felony counts for, like, child, not only child porn, but, like, baby porn? Could be. And, uh, Colleen, welcome to the place. What have you walked into? Uh, Our discussion about how theocratic rule is trying to take over. And, you know, it's succeeding to a certain degree, which is... Why yeah. we're kind of dealing with this? If this is something I have that noticed, cool, oh, great stay. I have noticed that there is a very serious problem 
with the amount of child molestations, child rape, uh, child abuse in religion uh, mm-hmm. and the what the religious leaders uh, their actions and people can say oh well they were they had a weak moment and you know mm-hmm. we'll forgive them and all that other bullshit but the thing is is it happens too frequently for that for one person to have a weak moment when it's pastor and priest and imam and so on one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another, 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 to the point of where they're shuffling them around like shuffleboard pieces or mm-hmm. chess pieces. And there's so many of them, not just one religion, but many mm-hmm. religions, especially the Abrahamic ones, where it's so prevalent that they focus so they do this hyper focus on sex and then they get caught having gay sex or they get caught molesting a child or what or having a freaking harem or even a prostitution ring you know <laughs> it, it it tells me that the people running the show for these uh, organized religions are mentally disturbed they're, they they need help. Uh, they need psychological therapy, uh, and they should probably drop their religion and get the hell out before it's, they completely lose their minds. It's by design, though, Tech. That's what kills me. Is is you have these groups. I mean, we already know about Quiverful and all that, but you go back and you look at the you know writings of you know R.J. Rushdoony. He's dead now. Thank goodness. Uh, and you know the One Vision Forum and the focus on the family and all of these religious groups. When you go look at their religious instructions for homeschooling, you know it even says in there that you know the the female children and the wife and all that are supposed to be submissive to the males in the household, and teaches the women and the girls. That if they're molested by other people in the household, that it's upon them to forgive it. And it's a sin to not forgive it. And the women are brought up being taught that they have no autonomy, no agency. And this is who is pushing these laws. And when you have children that are being taught this from the time that they're born... You know, that's why they're going along with it and why they're perpetuating it and supporting it, because this is how they've been brainwashed. Yeah. And And it makes me sick. Yeah. There's there's another piece about this, too. And I want to make sure that. And by the way, uh, Colleen, by the way, I did not realize. Hi. Good to see you. Uh, The. There's there's a a couple of pieces I want to make sure that we're clear about. Uh, Item number one, as far as to having a harem. Poly, uh, poly relationships. We don't mind that so long as everyone is of a consenting situation. Yeah, consenting mental ability, mental age, chronological age. Also, I'm going to go with that because there's reasons. There's reasons. Oh my god, this this thing is still. And I would say not being forced financially, and not being forced, right? Uh, being being fully consenting and and conscious of of the whole thing, people want to do that. That's a great thing. But 
the piece that Tech is talking about is well-placed because it doesn't necessarily mean that these people are necessarily quote-unquote mentally or emotionally sick. However, I think that there is a very, a very relevant piece of all of this because it's not just the Abrahamic religion groups, which we know full well, pretty much it's, it's any positions of authority have a bad tendency for this kind of thing to be happening. It might be sexual. It might be simply emotional. It might be some way of just putting your thumb on the scales of how somebody deals with other things. It, there's a whole bunch of different pieces, but we can't necessarily put the blame entirely on religion, although it's hard to ignore the Venn diagram where religion falls into this area. But don't we just remember? Power so, corrupts, and absolute yes. power corrupts absolutely. Alts. All yours. You were gonna you were gonna jump in there, Tekken. No, you, you basically hit it. What I was gonna say was, okay, you know, say for the sake of argument that there's nothing in the religious instruction that uh, says that you know, hey, uh, you know, molest somebody's firstborn, and you know, or or their you know the kid at the altar, you know, go molest the altar boy or whatever. But even if it doesn't say that. The organized religion itself attracts these people to its position. And that's the problem. Yeah. Well, the problem, like, too, is when it's reported, then that institution will destroy whoever came forward to report it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah rather than doing something about the problem, they blame the victim. Uh -huh. They blame, you know, the person who's doing the reporting. It's everybody's problem except for the person creating the problem. Yeah. Stephanie's got a piece over here. Uh, well, actually, uh, uh, a couple of items over here. Uh, the Bishop of Winchester. I'm sorry, I can't say that without picturing the TV show MASH. I don't know that you ever saw it. Uh, in medieval times, funded a lot of things by running brothels in London. Again, as uh, I... I I speak for myself, although I might be speaking for the entirety of the show. We don't mind the idea of sex workers. So, so let me clarify here. When I say, when I said harem and everything else, yeah. okay, it, it's real simple. If you're a consenting adult, 18 plus, and you have decided that I'm willing to have sex with people for money, I think that should be allowed. I also think there should be restrictions. Uh, and rules and regulations put into place. You know, I actually did a thesis on this. Um, and so I did, a, uh, you know, studying into things that should happen, could happen, um, how it would affect police departments and budgets and everything else, you know, if there was no more crackdown. And as well as safety and security concerns, as well as um, uh, medical concerns and so on. So there's a whole lot of stuff that could go on that could make the, the sex profession safer more convenient, um, regulated, taxable, the whole nine yards, right? Fair. And and have a good result with it, kind of like what we've had in terms of having a good result with 
legalization of marijuana. And of course there's ups and downs in that one too, but it's also a different product. What I have a problem with is when you have these leaders, these people in positions of authority saying, you, you're going to marry that guy over there. It doesn't matter that he has three wives, your wife, number four, you better get over there and you better be happy and you better make sure he's happy. And guess what? That actually happens in this country. Yeah. Okay. There is child trafficking in this country. And I don't mean child trafficking of, Hey, they're taking that 12 year old out of the country and they're going to go over to Pakistan or India or wherever it is that they, uh, they're going, they're actually trafficked here in the U S to other States or even other counties where they're traded for cash to become somebody else's property. Okay. And if you don't think that happens here in the U S you haven't been paying attention to the news when they actually bust these things open. Yeah. Um, because they do make the news because it's big freaking news because nobody ever thinks that this happens in us. And every time they bust somebody open, whether it's a pornography ring, a trafficking ring, whatever, everybody goes, oh, I can't believe it. And it's like, you can't believe it because you refuse to believe it. You, 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 you choose to actively ignore it. Every time it happens, you do a quick reaction on Twitter or f- face or Facebook. Sorry. Uh, you twit face, whatever. And then you move on with your life. Because it didn't happen to you. Because it didn't happen to your kid. Didn't happen to your kid's best friend. You had no involvement in it. Therefore, you don't give a damn. You know what? I'm going to use that as a jumping off point. I'm going to use that as a jumping off point. Um, uh, really quickly over here, by the way, uh, uh, Stephanie, uh, age of consent in the UK is 16. I don't know where I stand on this one exactly. Because 16 to 18, I can understand where there would be the uh, quote-unquote Romeo-Juliet clauses, where if they're both 16, it's not really – there's a lot of stuff in my head where I'm not quite And there sure are different states here in the U.S. that 16, 16 – not a vote. It's right. not a voting age, but it's a legal age for consent for sex. No, and that's which which bothers me. Don't don't get me into this voting thing now because that's a yeah. whole thing I want to talk yeah. about another time. And, and, and don't forget, in the Jewish religion, uh, you're 13, you're an adult. Yeah. Uh, Secret said, yet they, and I'm I'm just going to leave it at they. I I know most of us would know exactly who they is in this case. And before you're thinking, no. That's them, and those are ants. They can't vote. Uh, they say di- that that's an old fifties B movie. Some people get that one. Uh, they think Disney is grooming children and ignore how churches are grooming children. Yeah, oh, the, huge. The 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 Karens with a Q. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a whole other yeah. thing. The QAnons. And, yeah. Uh, the the jumping off point that I want to have uh, at this point is the giving a damn. Well. Yeah, kinda. There's a thing where we've talked about how with folks like us who will, again, I don't want to speak necessarily for all of us or even just the the three of us, but uh, for, for those of us that tend to acknowledge as leaning progressive as opposed to any other, any other, uh, uh, demographic as far as to political affiliations or 
unaffiliations as the case may be. We tend to have this unofficial mantra of, I want to prevent this suffering that I've gone through to make sure someone else doesn't go through it because it was bad for me and there's no reason why you have to go through that too. Yeah. Unfortunately, they tend to do, well, I went through hell. You should have to go through it too. Yeah. Now, I sadly, I can understand the reason for that whole, I had to pull myself by a, by my own bootstraps, you should have to do it too, which, by the way, is a completely stupid expression, and people should stop using it because it's utterly nonsensical. I don't remember what the entire quote is off the top of my head, but it's an impossibility, people. You're idiots for using it anymore. Unless you're talking about a computer, in which case nobody uses boot anymore, bootstrapping, but as, as a specific term, but leave that aside a second. It's hard to have bootstraps to pull yourself up by if you're starving and had to eat them with ketchup. You know what? That's, that's, a, that's an excellent point right there. Progressively, a lot of folks tend to be of the idea of we've gone through enough. We have progressed enough. We have enough resources. We have enough will that there is no reason why people should have to go through the shit again and again and again and again, ad nauseum. Why? What is it doing for people? We've already gained enough resources and money and willpower to not need to do this anymore. Is there really a need to go through this anymore? And I don't know about anybody else, but for a lot of things, I don't think that there is really a need to go through a lot of the shit anymore. Uh, give you a perfect example. Do we need to have veterans? Yes, I'm, I'm calling out specifically. Just give me on this one. Is when there, you say veterans, are you saying veterans? Are you, did you mispronounce veterinarians? Or are you talking about veterans like from? Veterans from the military. Okay. Ex-military people. Thank you. I just want to want anything ambiguous. That's fair. Ex-retired in good standing military. There is no reason for these people to not be given full lifetime proper health care. Amen. Now we can we can argue about housing all day and all night. Now I I'd be more than happy to go ahead and deal with that one. But there is literally zero reason why ex-military should not have full one hundred percent medical coverage for any and everything because of all the stuff that they put themselves through. They offer up four eight. 12, 20 years of their life with the possibility of being killed through no fault of their own in some cases. And they leave with, okay, in some cases, you know, you stick around for the whole 20 and you get your pension. All right, great. But who only knows 
healthcare wise, I would think personally speaking, that is a bare minimum of what should be offered when all is said and done. Well, and especially after some things that were done to them without their consent or knowledge as guinea pigs and then screwed out of any kind of coverage or benefits for it. And I'm, yeah, thinking of the, you know, military people that were, you know, witnesses to the Trinity Project and things like that. The ones that actually got to watch a nuclear or a, a, an atomic warhead detonate. Yeah. And yes. see through their hands. The bikini, and, you uh, know, the it has apple, cancer yeah. and things like that. And because it was so classified, you know, they were denied any kind of treatment for it or acknowledgement or anything else. And told they can't even talk about it and they were not allowed to talk about it until the 1990s and then you have you know people like my husband who has no benefits at all uh, you know and did two tours in Vietnam and exposed to Agent, uh, Agent Orange and you know has issues but again could talk about it you know wasn't you know, disabled enough from it to receive any kind of uh, service-related benefits and has no care. And he even got screwed out of, uh, you know, because of a, a paperwork technicality that they cannot get straightened out for God knows what reason. You know, he can't even get so much as a, a VA loan for a house. We're having to use mine. Yeah, And, and that's ridiculous. And we know from talking with Joe on many an occasion, you know, his disability from, uh, from the vets is, uh, I forget exactly what it, what he said. It was something like 20%. So he gets 20% worth of medical coverage for whatever. And it's like, no, just, just no. And I think yeah, that's I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to hit this in particular, because believe it or not, this actually does tie into the overall we don't want people to have to go through the same shit decade after decade literally when we've collectively moved past this even if it's not everybody that's on board as yet um uh there's enough people who were on board but you know, with so much, you know, gerrymandering and all this other, you know, being usurped from the will of the people. And, and then you have people in SCOTUS that don't give a damn what the will of the people are and they're Congress critters. You know, we've got enough money that's being wasted, you know, in other ways that we could take care of all of the vets 100% and provide housing for every person in this country and feed them. And still have more left over. And yet. We don't do that. No. And we don't even do the protections that are necessary. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how this ties together. We've seen what happens when. We have the data on what happens to pregnant people when. The law says thou shalt not have safe, legal, medically correct abortions. Oh. 
And then we saw. Yeah, they went up in that back alleys with a coat hanger. And then we saw what happened after the federal ruling changed that. And the numbers reflect that when the medical process is allowed to be the medical process, suddenly there are fewer people dying, being maimed, sterilized accidentally. I mean, shit, you want to see how bad it can be emotionally for some people? Believe it or not, if you haven't, if you don't remember it, the the major plot, sorry, the secondary major plot of Dirty Dancing mm-hmm. is about the one lady who was supposed to dance who had a botched abortion and baby's father who I, 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 oh God, I miss him. God, I miss him. I, I, I forgot what, uh, he, 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 I forgot. Was it Jerry Orbach? Jerry Orbach, right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I more remember him from Law and Order because he was on that yeah. for the longest time. But his character was a doctor. And when he found out what was happening, he did. He, he saved her life. He saved her life. He 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 basically said, you know, screw it. He didn't actually say it, but he he basically effectively said, screw it all. Let me save this girl because this girl is going to die. And when it was done, it it was it was just it, it's just done. It's a done deal. And and considering at the time this was set in the what was it, mid six the early sixties, I think. I think so. Yeah, just. And then after he found out who the real, you know, father was that oh. got her pregnant, he was not happy about it. Hell to pay. And rightly so. Yeah, yeah. And rightly so, because he was a tool. Yeah. That, um, that aside for a second, though. I was going to say, we also have data, though, in some states that, you know, did teach proper sex education and make birth control accessible to teenagers saw the abortion rates and the pregnancy rates go down. And so they, you know, the religious right immediately said, oh, we can't do that anymore and took away the birth control and went back to abstinence only education. If they're trying to save life and prevent pregnancies, that is not how you do it. Well, don't forget, these are the people, these are the very same people who say, I shouldn't have to wear a mask because it's my body, my choice. And then you're like, and then you ask them, so what you're saying is you're pro-choice. And they go, oh, no, we're pro-life. And it's like, well, if you're pro-life, then it means you're pro-mask. He's like, no. I'm pro-choice when it comes to the mess, but I'm pro-life when it comes to a woman's body autonomy. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, see, there it is. You won't fucking say it that way, but you're a hypocrite. And they don't want to prevent pregnancy or, you know, any of that. It's, it's about control and subjugation of people who are not them. They want to create a chattel mindset. And the best way of making any mindset happen is to simply instill it from the very earliest points. Yeah, you ever watch a toddler at like some of those evangelical gatherings and you watch the kid like mimicking the adults and you realize 
this is brainwashing. The kid has no zero capability for critical thinking. That kid won't have humans in general don't have that level necessary to filter out the insanity until their mid to late twenties. Yeah. Um, and it's also racism too. It's white supremacy. Um, uh, it doesn't way, get a lot of, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just, just really quickly. Colleen had pointed out actual mental maturity tends to be around 25. I yep. vaguely remember yep. something about that. I I can't remember it, where I had heard that one from, but I do believe that you are correct on that one. It, it is correct. It is. Okay. It just, 25 is an average. It doesn't apply to everybody. Some mature that part of the, that final part of the brain later. <laughs> Some people do it a little earlier, but 25 is the, the, ball, the accepted ballpark by the uh, psychology community. Yeah. And insurance, uh, you know, automotive automobile insurance people. Oh my God. I'm not even going to, well, that's, that's about when your, you know, prefrontal cortex is fully developed. And so your judgment is not going to be as good. Yeah. If you're younger than that for average person. Yeah. There's a whole other thing with that one. Uh, By the way, Stephanie had also pointed out and, and, uh, it, it, it hurts me on this one. Princess Diana visited a country where abortion was illegal and reported that the maternity board she visited was half happy mothers and half women with botched abortions. She, (laughs) um, you, you know, I try not to get emotional on the show because, you know, uh, main host, you know, gotta be the ringleader. Gotta, gotta, um, I believe the expression the kids use these days is, we did not deserve a soul as amazingly wonderful as her. She, she was a wonderful person. And to this day, I'm still sorry that she's gone. She understood. You know what? If she were still alive today, I really wonder, I really wonder if the queen would have stepped down to allow her to take over because of how wonderful a personality she was. I really wonder. No, she wouldn't have. Probably not, but I think that would have been a wonderful choice to be able to do. I mean, she she's she's outlived so many people at this point. I mean, the queen. I mean, if she would have if she would have abdicated the throne at this point, I mean, she could live wherever the hell she wanted. I mean, who's going to say no to the queen? You know, well, a bartender I mean, who's cutting her off from having too much. Uh, mm, yeah. Well, it's gin o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it's gin o'clock. I'm just saying, you know, you got to look out for, you know, he's caring for her health and everything. It, it gin o'clock he's, somewhere. He's doing it out of that one before. That's good. That's good. He or she bartender would be doing it out of love. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And, and Stephanie, you're right. She had her faults, but where she was very visible she did really do try to make uh, a, a difference. Um, mm-hmm. The one th- this still does tie together. I promise you 
One of the things that I very, very, very specifically remember that she was absolutely uh, a force for was getting rid of landmines. And it sounds like such a stupid thing when you, when you think about it just out of context until finding out how many innocents were maimed by these things. I'm not, I don't even want to talk about the people that were killed because you're killed. I mean, you're gone. There's no suffering, but the maiming of these things. And she pushed for that. And, you know, she did good for that. And really, it's visibility. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people can say that they made a worldwide difference? Damn few. Um, I'm glad that she used her prominence to be able to do that. Because that's something that reduces collective world suck. Let's go with that. Anyway. The whole AIDS getting out of hand, that was religious too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that from, from the day. Uh, because it was punishment from God and, and, you know, these people shouldn't be, you know, uh, sexually promiscuous and they deserve it. It was, you know, the quote unquote gay plague. Until it started affecting other people who were not gay. Uh, Then all of a sudden, we need to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were athletes who had had, uh, blood work done and and infusions and such. And they were straight as an arrow. And yet, here they are. They're coming down with the thing. So, tainted their image from everybody. So, you know, just... All kinds of things. And again, we don't need these things happening anymore. They shouldn't be. These are laws that are being put into place based on myths. Modern myths, but myths just the same. I would really, really love for there to be an incredible just countrywide organized pushback from the satanic temple. I really, really wish there was. I would really love to see that. I know they don't have the numbers for it, but damn it, it would be great to see them be able to have that kind of that kind of power and ability. Yeah, because what what we're seeing and what we will continue to see is scary. It's horrifying and it's spreading. You know, GOP has control of most of the states in the U S and they're running with this through cheating. They've been, been try- yeah, they're cheating to do it and getting away with it. And it's really disturbing, you know, and I, we don't get a lot of visibility where I am because uh, there's really no delicate way to put this. Most of our politicians here are not attention horse. I'm just going to put it that way. It's not. I mean, that's that's perfectly understandable and perfectly reasonable and perfectly and, articulated term. So yeah, and so yeah, they're not all over Twitter and Facebook and you know going on Fox and Newsmax and trying to grift off of it. They're doing the evil, horrible things quietly on the down low. Um, and so they don't have name recognition and, and aren't getting all the attention. But, you know, when they're coming out and saying that they want to see Griswold, you know, v. Connecticut 
overturned. And they even have a problem with the Loving versus Virginia. And want to see that overturned. Uh, not to mention, yeah, of Burgerville. Yeah. Uh, that right there is not only theocracy, it's also white supremacist. Mm-hmm. And that is what we have in this state now. And uh, at least Mike Braun, you know, which is one of our senators, you know, has a problem with the loving v. Virginia because he doesn't like interracial marriage. He's just not getting a lot of attention, but that is his thinking. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, you don't want to have one? Don't have one. Well, he doesn't, but he wants to see that law overturned. He wants to see marriage equality overturned. He also wants to see, you know, Roe v. Wade overturned and, you know, any, you know, the Connecticut v. Griswold or whatever you call it, you know, that, that gave an expectation of privacy and allowed birth control use for married couples. He wants that overturned. All of it. And he's a not only a theocrat, he is a fascist. This is what we have, and this is who is calling the shots now, and it's getting worse. And I hate to say that some of these Democrats that are like whining because Biden hasn't done this and he hasn't done that and they don't, you know, they're not going to give Biden or the Democrats their votes because they haven't earned them and don't deserve them. They're helping to push this and make this happen. And once it's a done deal, it's done. We can't go back and fix it. They already fucked us over in 2016 with SCOTUS. And now you want to do this nationwide for everything when the Republicans have told you that once they regain control, which they will if you help them, they're going to do X, Y, and Z. They have said it. Trust them. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past, uh, past episodes, some not that long ago. We've talked about that the conservative parties regardless of whether they identify as Republican or whatever, have this very good ability at organizing and being Mm -hmm. narrow-minded on and hyper-focused on one topic to get that done and then move on to the next thing. The Democratic Party, liberals, a lot of progressives, a lot of moderates, don't have it as much they have a lot of diversity which is fantastic they have a lot of different ideas and concepts and i and things that they want to get done which is fantastic but where they fail is getting together and going you know what these are all great let's figure out which one is the biggest one to focus on climate change you dickheads um (laughs) and then we move forward from there anyway Suck at messaging. Well, no, no, it's not that they suck at messaging. Yes, they do. Well, they do, but that's. The whole defund the police was fucked at messaging. I understand why they were calling for defund the police. I know that. But you can't actually defund the police. I know, but it can be misconstrued and Republicans can twist it. And that's exactly what they did. And we tried to tell them they're going to twist it. Yeah. yeah, but see, the, the the biggest problem isn't that the Democrats are bad at messaging. They're not great at messaging. I will I will absolutely cop to that. Forgive me for using the expression. However, it's that 
it, it's not that the Republicans are better at getting their messages out exactly. It's that they're utilizing FUD. Yeah. And that works every damned time with people that are ill-informed, refuse mm -hmm. to be informed, and are easily set into motion through reactions. FUD, but. by the way, as a reminder, FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. If you can push um, another boogeyman of the week, you stir up the masses. You don't even have to get a proper message out there. Look what happened with all of these, uh, all these people who went ahead and said, our high schools are putting kitty litter in the bathrooms for these kids who are coming into class with tails and ears and licking themselves because they're calling themselves furries in the classrooms. And it's like, dude, no, what the hell are you even talking about? There is no such thing. But they are at least united on a message, no matter how wrong it is or how bad it is. They all back each other. Up. Democrats, it's like herding cats. But that's you know, right. Right now, it's actually gotten worse because the um, Republican Party is tearing itself apart. Because you have the extreme side of the regressives mm -hmm. versus the actual conservatives. And there's not many of the actual conservatives left. It's mostly regressives now. And yeah. they're tearing out the last of the conservatives. Yep. And it's just, <laughs> it is not a grand old party. It's its not what no, it used to be. It's its now the GQP. Yeah. And that is who is going to be in control. And, and people who are wanting to punish the Democrats for not getting everything done because they've been instructed, you're enabling the GQP to have a lock. And once they get a lock, there's no getting rid of them ever. Yeah. yeah. And you also have the fact that, uh, you know, there are things that can't be done because you're getting blocked by the other party. And Biden yeah. has a similar problem that Obama had. Yeah. Which is when he accomplishes something, he doesn't get out there and sit and make a big deal out of it because he moves on to the next thing like a good leader should, in my opinion. But at the same time, that means that people aren't paying attention to what he is doing. And then when they see stuff that he's not doing, rather than him going, look, this is the attempt that I made. This is the stuff that I put into place. This is all the things that went to voting. And here's where it got blocked. You know, get on camera and say it to the camera, call out all the people that voted against it and, and hold them accountable. But he yeah. didn't do it. Obama didn't do it. Th it that's where happen. these problems are occurring, because as soon as the Republican Party or any conservative party gets up there and they try to do something and it gets blocked, everybody knows about it because they make sure they tell everybody about it. Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it's again, it comes you, down to communication. Yeah. Yep. It's funny you put it that way because didn't President Biden go out there time and time and time again and show off what would have otherwise have been it and back me up on this, guys, stuff that would have otherwise been highly classified information about what was happening between the border of Ukraine and Russia in order huh? to block off the 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 possible duplicitous campaign of misinformation that Russia yeah. would have used to justify what the hell it was that they were doing. Yeah, but the thing about it is Russia is still using that messaging, even though all the world knows, because you know it's it's been declassified and blasted 
and have people in Congress now that are backtracking on the backtracking that they did and starting to line up and support Putin again, including the former guy again. Yeah, but my my point was simply being that <sighs> could not the president, instead of using any one particular network of news organization, can you hear the bile in the back of my throat here for a second? Mm-hmm. Couldn't the president have a weekly meeting in the press room to meet with the press, not any one particular organization, but the press room to be able to say, this is what we've done. This is how it's gone. This is who's screwing it up. This is what I've accomplished and not accomplished and why. Good. Those are my 15 minutes. I'm now going to turn you over to the press secretary who's going to take the rest of the questions. Thank you for your time. Have a great day and get oh, back. You're to talking office. logic and reasoning, dude. I mean, he should he should do that, but it's very telling to me that uh, they do daily press briefings now. Yeah. We don't hear about him unless you happen to watch C-SPAN. And let me tell you, finding out after the fact how many times the, the, the right-wing blowhards in the press room are basically being slapped every time they try to get a gotcha in there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just sucky bombs are... A beautiful thing to behold. She's she's so good at that. Um, and I hate it that she's leaving in a month. I, I hate that. Can't we just get CJ Craig in there? I would so like to have CJ in there. I miss but CJ. So she was remember when, you know, when Debbie no, who was I? I'm trying to remember. Remember when Ari Flasher used to do the daily briefings when things were going on, you know, in Iraq and, and things. I and those don't used to be thing. uh you know, they used to have daily briefings, and it was on CNN and MSNBC and, and whatever. Uh, these daily press briefings that Saki brought back that they're having, um, you're not going to catch them unless you happen to have somebody that's watching and C-SPAN streaming it or anything like that. CNN doesn't carry them. Uh, MSNBC doesn't carry them. Uh, PBS will. You know, even if it's two hours long, they'll carry it for the duration. But most people aren't even aware that they're happening. And I blame the media for that. Yeah, there's definitely something for that. Uh, we're getting close to the top there. We got to we gotta see about wrapping things. Um, I'll give you guys a, a minute to kind of collect yourself. Uh, the, the, the last thing that I want to say very quickly is that it's not a done deal that we're dead in the water. So for anybody that's listening to us and is and kind of wondering to yourself, you know, well, why the hell should we even bother? Yeah, I I I get that. Burnout. Let's see what been. happens to 2022 midterms. That will tell us if we're dead in the water or if there's something we can do. If 2022 midterms come out really horrible and the GOP does get a lock on all of these seats and flips Congress, we're fucked. Anyway, yeah, my- we will become a theocracy. Yeah. Uh, as well as an aristocracy, which is already in progress. Or an oligarchy or autocracy, theonomy, whatever you want to call it. There's so many words that will fit. Let me finish my thing and then you can. <laughs> okay, your thing. I'm muting. The thing that I was going to say is that, yeah, it's 
it's tough. We've been through a lot the last, whatever part of the last 10 years you want to look at. I, I get it. Burnout has been a thing. And it sucks to have to be thinking every time there's an election, you know, th we need to do like everything depends on this election time and time and time again. And the problem of it is it's still right. And that hurts because how many times can you go ahead and say it and have it have any meaning or any gravitas? It's tough. I get it. We get it. But we can still do what little we need to. Show up the polls. Do what needs to be done. I don't advocate for straight line voting. But considering how things have been, I think it's safe to say, for me, I'm a straight line I'm a straight line voter right now because because I don't want any people else to have to go through the same kind of shit that I have through my years because I've got fucking empathy and that means a lot I never yeah. was before, I mean, I voted every election that came up, even if it was an off year, even if it was just a local thing, and have done that consistently, you know, for, I mean, since even before my kid was born. Uh, but after seeing what happened in 2010, and then having it cemented even further, uh... In 2010, I still split my ballot according by, you know, who was running and what race after doing a lot of research on their positions. You know, I even voted for Dick Luger. He was a Republican. But I felt like he represented us well. He did a very good job. Uh, I was horrified to see him pushed out by Richard Murdoch. You know, tea party darling, you know, uh, rape is a gift from God. He ended up losing his race because of that blunder, and it came out right before the fall election. But to see Dick Luger pushed out by him, I was horrified. And I was so glad when he lost because of that blunder at the last minute. People were horrified, and he lost, you know, the, the fall race. But at that point, I stopped splitting tickets so much. After 2016, I was like, I will never split another ticket in my life. And if there's a race that's here uh, where a GOP person is running unopposed, I skip that race altogether. Because I am not about to give them any. And it's self-preservation at this point. I don't care if they run a potted fern for a Democratic candidate. I'm voting for the goddamn fern. Tech, what do you want to close with? Um...
Yeah, no, get, going last on one of these things, man, that's, that's <laughs> what's left to really touch, right? All right, so the problem is there's a lot, and it's it's like when a company, a big, big mega corporation, wants to do something like bulldoze down a historical area and build a parking lot or a mall or something. They'll go in and they'll try. And the people who are aware, socially conscious, things like that, and historical sites stay around, will petition the people to, you know, hey, look, you know, block this. Here's how you vote, blah, 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 so on, so on. And they'll go in to get it done. That company will be like, okay. And then they'll wait till it gets real quiet and they'll file the paperwork again. And sometimes the socially aware group catches the second attempt and will try to raise awareness. And it might work, it might not. And let's say it works. It's like, okay. And then the company will just wait until it gets quiet and then they'll do it again. Usually by the third or fourth, maybe the fifth time, they win because they just keep doing it. Because there's no punishment, there's no penalty for continuing to do it. So when it comes to overturning Roe versus Wade, when it comes to writing into laws things that punish women for daring to actually have an orgasm, because, you know, consenting to having sex automatically means that you consent to have a pregnancy that you don't want and, you know, to be stuck with the child for 18 years and to have your quality of life degraded and potentially die from childbirth because, you know, that's how they feel. And if you don't like it, well, you can petition and raise awareness and vote them down. And then they'll just wait till it gets quiet and you're distracted by, you know, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock or whatever. And they'll go and file the paperwork again. And now while everybody's distracted, nobody's paying attention. It goes through. And guess what? You lost because there was no punishment. There was no accountability. Okay. There was nobody going, look, you're in office. We didn't put you in here to tell us what to do with our bodies. We put you in here because you promised that you were going to build roads. And you haven't built any roads. But instead, you, uh, you, you're, you're punishing women who might get raped by their own family members. You're punishing you know, some girl who put on lipstick that day. And some guy decided, well... That lipstick means I don't have to control myself, you know, or some girl decided that that lipstick doesn't mean I have to control myself because let's face it, rape happens man on man, woman on woman, woman on man, man on, and then throw kid into the mix and you've got some really atrocious shit going on. And that also doesn't want to be acknowledged by those groups. And when you try to bring it up, they wait until everything gets quiet, and then they just promptly. It's time to hold the politicians accountable. It's time to remind them that they work for us. It's also time to remind your neighbors. You need to vote. You need to pay attention to these politicians. You know, you need to pay attention to not what they say, but what they've done. Look at their voting history. Look at at the legislation they've put through. Look at the legislation they've supported. Okay. And do forgive. Some politicians have made mistakes in the past, and then their actions proved that they were remorseful by moving forward and going against those horrible actions. But it doesn't happen very often. 
So, you know, again, pay attention. I'm not going to tell you, go do your research. What I am going to say is, is that um, if you do a quick Google search, uh, there is, uh, what were the keywords? Um, oh, crap. We'll figure it out and we'll put it in the show notes. But there's an actual website that keeps track of what bills have gone before uh, various governmental bodies and what's passed and, and so on. And we'll get that into the show notes to help you out. But you do have to pay attention. You do have to be proactive. And you know, right now we're all distracted. Will Smith's not that important. Neither is Chris Rock. You know, let, 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 let's pay attention to the right things. Okay? Let's let's not start arresting women just because, you know, they wore a skirt that's only one inch below the knee line instead of five or six. That's fair enough. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and call it a night, everybody. As always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. For the live chat, folks, thank you. Especially you guys have been keeping me on my toes and, uh, I didn't respond to everything that you guys have had, but I have been keeping track of it. So, you know, thank you all. So, uh, in some order, uh, TP seeker, good to see you again, Stephanie, have a good morning. Take care of yourself. I enjoy your nap. I'm, I'm sure it should be happening momentarily. Colleen didn't realize that was you, by the way. Thank you. Felis. I know that you were there earlier. Uh, did, was, did I miss anybody else? I don't know if Felis uh, fell asleep or whatever, but we'll deal with it anyway. Um, oh, there you are. Hi. You forgot to ask me who my fuck you was for. How I dare didn't you? didn't get to that part yet. Hey. It sounded like you're getting ready to close, close, like. No, I say thank you for being with us. I acknowledge the people that aren't here necessarily all the time on camera and then i get going backwards through you've been doing we that whole house you, you know you you <laughs> wanted to be on this show back the I fuck know. off i know what the hell i'm doing i may have had a lot of drink but i know full well i have not screwed up my timeline over here so <laughs> tech yeah Thank you very much for being with us tonight. I'm going to draw this out enough just to piss her off because she's insulted my intelligence tonight. Thank you for being with me tonight. Absolutely. And um, three quick ones I can throw out there that I've used before because mm -hmm. uh, I did have bookmarks was openstates.org, legiscan.com, and govtrack.us. There's more out there, um, but these instead of putting out opinions they put out facts i'll make sure those are in the notes yeah no worries yeah now miss bitch <laughs> ow ow i'm sorry i was taking a drink ow oh that burns somebody call nine oh coffee up the sinuses hurts <laughs> you're welcome so damn it i was not expecting a spit take at two o'clock in the morning thanks a lot mm. so i need i, I need emt <laughs> who would you like to wish 
a very, very happy fuck you too tonight, Ms. Bitch. The whole Federalist Society. That's a good one right there. That's fuck a good one right all there. all of you. You did this. That's, yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna lay one there too, I'm gonna lay it at the feet of whoever. No, wait a minute. I'm trying to remember who was it. Was it Nixon that started having um uh who who whichever whichever preacher it was have like a direct line to the White House? Was it? Yeah, was, I hate it. I mean, yeah, uh, Billy Graham was around yeah. for like. A lot of president. I think I think it was specifically with Nixon. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna lay a big old f u to to Nixon for allowing that to even start because never should there have been that close tie. Yep. Because that's normalized shit for the last fifty plus years. Thank you very much. But we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Uh <laughs> Uh, tech Felix has said, uh, I, I'm a cert, I, I'm certified in California CPR. That's all well and good, uh, Felix, but, um, neither one of you are in California. So, um, I'll tell you what, I'll hold off choking till you get here and then I'll see you again. Nope. Nope. Yeah. You can't get here fast enough, Felix. Nope. I can I can render self care and uh, try to get my kitty to help buddy aid, but I need some help after that. I am I am burn. I am not. I am not <laughs> going to. Hey, have... I'm just saying it. it I'll, I'll start choking when uh, Felix gets here. That's all. <laughs> I am not going to allow YouTube to demonetize this video with stuff I'm going to say because I'm not going to say it on air. I'm not going to say it on air. Hey, Susan. Susan. I know what's coming, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask what? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Junior, when we get home, I'm going to punch your mama right in the mouth. That's a Jackie Gleason reference. You people don't get that. You're not my people. Find I'm still wait. laughing over the Ubu. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not drinking coffee while doing it. No, I'm not, but I'm crying. My eyes are leaking. If you'd like to be in contact with us, all of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. You want to... Be in touch with us that way. That'd be fine. All of our stuff is over there, including the link for the audio version of the podcast. So you can go ahead and get that for yourself. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, send a text message, whatever. Always fun to hear some of these. And of course, please, if you're just going to go ahead and tell us to F, F off and such, at least try to be original with it. You know, have some class if you're going to do that. Phone number is 859-HCTV-554-859-4288-554. What was that? Yeah, at least some creativity. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Find new material. 
we've only had one person do that so far, but God, really? Just, I mean, so lackluster. Uh. Tech says, don't feed the trolls, but you know what, as far as I'm concerned? Screw them. I don't care. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you all. Just thank you all. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week for uh, Basil and Sybil Fawlty's wedding anniversary show. Um, episode 404. Uh, unfortunately, the two that I was hoping to have on as guests have fallen through. I don't know if we're going to be able to have anybody as a guest, but um, I will I will I will put the word out and see if there are any other podcast hosts, perhaps, that would like to be on with us. So we'll see. So until the next time we're together, everyone, please stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, it's too many years later and our little one is going to be 20 years old. And I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And until the next time we're together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.